Hi, I'm Jason Dees here with Ethan Van Arnhem, and this is Covenant Equip. Uh, this is a podcast aimed at equipping the leaders of Christ's covenant to better equip, better teach, better lead their people in discipleship groups. And to help you understand what we have coming up in our upcoming sermon series, what we have coming up with the curriculum that accompanies it. If you're just listening to Covenant Equip for the first time, we have a sermon-driven uh, curriculum at Christ Covenant. So all of our uh, curriculum that our small groups use either uh, kind of mirrors our uh, sermons or it is complementary in some way of our sermons. Is that how you'd say it? Yeah. So, I mean, you get some that are uh, a little more on track with exactly what the sermon is talking about, and then you get others that kind of either take an aspect or an idea and kind of flesh it out uh, to kind of give you practical ways to do things. Well, I always love this time, Ethan. We didn't do one of these for the last series, and I'm kind of uh, I'm, I'm a little sad about that because we have sad news. I've got sad news on Covenant Equip today. This is Ethan's last Covenant Equip. Where are you heading, Ethan? Well, we'll be heading out to the Southern Seminary out in Louisville, Kentucky. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Ethan is heading there to potentially be the valedictorian of, uh, let's say, the 2020. You think 2020 is graduating class somewhere? It's feasible. Yeah. Okay. So the 2020 valedictorian of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary right here in the Covenant Equip studio today. Uh, Really proud of you, Ethan. Uh, I think, uh, obviously... Uh, our loss is Southern's gain. Uh, you're going to have a great experience up there, and uh, I'm excited because I know that the teachers and professors and faculty up there are going to love you, and you've done such an amazing job writing this curriculum, uh, not only this curriculum, but all the curriculum. So our church is really going to meet you. You're going to miss you. We are still going to continue to do this. We have other people writing curriculum. So please, uh, uh, for the you teachers out there, uh, we... We will, uh, we're going to do some in-house. I'm going to be writing some, Blake's going to be writing some, and others. So we will be able to shoulder this burden. But please uh, be praying for Ethan as he transitions and, uh, and for his family. And Ethan, we're grateful. But today, what is at hand? We have a new sermon series coming up, the Family Worship Series. I'm excited about this series. I think it's an interesting series. Um, and I think we got some interesting curriculum that, that goes along with it. Yeah, uh, you know, as always, just looking forward to kind of the different series and things that will come up. Uh, and kind of just wanted to pick your brain again on, uh, you know, what we're going to do with this series. Because a lot of people might hear family series and wonder, well, what exactly are you, is that going to address or do? And so you know, I, I thought I would just start with this kind of general question. What is like the overall goal for this series? Well, I think people hear the word family worship, Ethan, and they think like, you know, you have pews in the living room, dad is the preacher, mom like is playing an organ somewhere, and you know, it's like a worship service in your living room. That's not really what we're talking about here. The goal for this series, there's many goals, Ethan. Primarily, I'll be honest, I want fathers and mothers, and particularly fathers, uh, to see themselves as the primary disciple makers of the people that are in the household that God's given them. Um, I don't know much about ballet. And so we signed my daughter up for ballet at uh, E rivers. And you know what? She's amazing. It was lovely. She had a little recital last year 
it was fantastic. And she's all into it, you know, and she's doing all these moves and, you know, Carly Hammond in our church, she's friends with Carly now. And they like Carly shown her some ballet tricks and she can do it all. Um, but somebody else taught her ballet and I didn't, all I did was go to the recital. Right. And I think that probably a lot of men, women, parents and Buckhead kind of have the same mentality uh, when it comes to discipleship of their children. You know, they think, I don't know a ton about the Bible, but, you know, but, but Ethan does and Blake does and Jess does. So I'm going to let them teach my kids the Bible and I'm going to show, I'll show up for the recital. Um, but, you know, I don't really know how to do that. And, and, and really what, what we want to try to do in this series is say to the parents, no, that's not really how the church works. We're not like a service that teaches your kids neat things like ballet. We together are a collective that are with one another pursuing the Lord. But at, but but there's an institution actually that you're more responsible for and more responsible to than even the church, and that is your own home. And in your home, your children are the uh, are the people that you are chiefly responsible for, Ethan, and uh, and to myself, uh, to to make them disciples. Right. Uh, I, I am called by God to pass off my faith to the next generation. And, you know, I think if you say that to parents, it's like, okay, well, you know, what does that mean? And, and to most parents, it means taking them faithfully to church. And that's certainly a part of it. That's certainly a good thing to do. And if that's what you've been doing as parents, then praise God for that. But that is not, that is not, prime, that is not all that God has called you to. And so we want to help parents see that they are chiefly responsible for the disciple-making process for the disciple-making energy that goes into making their kids into Christ followers, disciples of the Lord, and we want to give them some tools and yeah. say, hey, here's how you can do it. I would just also kind of tack on to that encouraging families that, you know, you have the biggest impact on your kids. You have the biggest impact already, right? You are by default the biggest impact. And so as much as they'll come to church and learn from other people, they spend their entire first, like, 18 years with you your kids are gonna kids do one of two things ethan they either love what you love or they hate what you love because yeah. you, you love it right so that kids either they either like dad likes this and i love dad and so i'm gonna love it too or they kind of pit themselves against like they they yeah. become the anti dad because he loves this and i don't like it there, there's bitterness or whatever there and so uh, and so, you know, I just want to encourage parents, like, as you treasure Christ and as you honor Christ and as you, this kids see in you a deep love for the Lord, your kids are going to catch that. Yeah. Um, and the things that the kids rebel against are the things that they sense are taking you away from them or they sense that you treasure more, you know, in a, in a, a wrongly ordered more than them kind of way. Um and, and I would just say a parent that's truly treasuring Christ and truly leading his kids toward faith in Christ, the odds are that that kid's going to grow up and uh, have a deep relationship with the Lord. Right. The odds are. Yeah. It, 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 there's some exceptions to that. I, I, you know, it's not, well, yeah. it's, you know, there are parents that I think have been pretty faithful and, and their kids are rebelling, but I, even those kids, I think a lot of them come back around. Yeah. I mean, even uh, a professor I had at Liberty, his kids did the same thing, and yet now they're all in ministry. Yeah. Well, uh, you might be thinking, Ethan, okay, 
family series, family worship series, mom and dad. What about the obvious question? What about everybody who doesn't yet have a family? What about what about Graham, who's here at in the think uh, through it? I'll call it the think I through have it. A family? Hey, Graham's got a, <laughs> Graham's got a little family, and Graham is, um, and 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 I think this series, Graham, for you is incredibly applicable, uh, because again, you're you're called to be a disciple maker of Tara, um, and so you want to do that, and you want to stir her heart toward a faith and a love for Jesus. Really, this, you know what this is, Ethan? It's a sermon series about disciple making, right? right? With a particular application toward the home. But it, it, it's really a good series for anyone who's concerned with disciples and disciple making. And that should be anyone who's a Christian, right? So, you know, I would just say for the single person who hopes to be married someday, it's about disciple making. So there's things that you can immediately apply, and there's certainly things that you're going to be able to apply in coming days and in coming years as, as God gives you a wife and children. If the single person that plans on being single forever, it's a sermon series on disciple making. And right. so there's plenty of disciples to be made. And so come and there'll be a lot of good things to learn. Okay. And so then lastly, you and I know a lot about this because we've batted around ideas and we talk about it every other week or so, but I just wanted to kind of give the group leaders an insight into some of the stuff that we're actually looking at developing in-house. So, I mean, like, what are some of those kind of resources we're hoping Man, to Ethan, help we've, we've been talking about this for so long, we've never really gotten on a good rhythm for it. We, we've reproduced a couple of good material. Remember the John Reader that we yeah. did with the very first sermon series? It was, a, it, was a, it was a little reading plan through the Gospel of John that went along with our first uh, sermon series. We, we really want to be more diligent in producing more of those but but two things that we really we really do want to produce and i think it's just coming down to getting the time and being disciplined enough right graham you always do what you most want to do and so it's prioritizing i think i heard that somewhere it's before. prioritizing enough to make these things two things happen but the the first one is a family worship guide uh really help giving people a practical guide on how to do this really well and uh so that's something we really want to work on um, and it'll just be a resource that we can always have available. How do you get started with family worship? How do you, um, you know, how do you do family worship? And just so let me go ahead and define that a little bit. Right. Really what we're talking about, I mean, you may have used like a family devotional time or a family prayer time. We're talking about the family getting together around God's word, reading God's word, praying God's word, and we'll even go so far as to say singing God's word together, you know, practicing as a family a life that is delighting in the Word of God, that is seeking the Lord in prayer, uh, and that is just training your heart and your mind uh, to to love and to know God's Word in in singing and Scripture memory and other and other message and methods. And so that's what we're talking about. We're saying, okay, is there a time in your family uh, where Ethan, you as a dad, uh, Lindsay as a mom, you're sitting down, you're studying God's Word with your kids, you're praying as a family. Uh, you're, you're singing as a family. You're talking about spiritual things as a family. That's what we want uh, to be happening in the homes. And Graham, same to you. Like, are you and Tara praying together? Are you and Tara talking about passages of Scripture together as a family? Is, is disciple-making at a very high level happening in your home? Right. Uh, and, and it can be very simple. We're talking about doing simple things that will just create a rhythm in your family that over the course of 18 or whatever, how many years— Will actually produce some pretty good fruit. Yeah. So okay, so that's kind of where the sermons are going. We're going to be um, in 
three very famous passages, Joshua 24, Deuteronomy 6, and Psalm 78. We're going to be talking about the why, the what, and the how of family worship in uh, our sermon series. What are we going to be talking about in the curriculum, Ethan? So this curriculum, I mean, all of it really focuses on application, but this one's very heavy just on practical application for a little bit. You know, we're going to be looking at different elements of the family worship, and we're going to try and unpack them in a way that's understandable and gives helpful tips. Uh, We'll look at the practical tools that can help you, as well as just different methods that people do use, different uh, elements and scenarios that people put in, you know, good practices, good tips. Uh, just from other people who have been doing family worship and developing these kind of things in their own homes. Uh, And the aim really is to just bring the whole thing in a way that is equipable and understandable so that families can really just start these kind of things on their own. So what what are those practical topics that we're going to cover? Well, so the practical topics, uh, since it's three weeks, we're breaking it down into three topics. The first one is going to be read, the second one is going to be pray, and the third one is sing. Uh, In Read, we will explore how to read the Bible. It will basically go over some basic hermeneutics, but also just some practical tips to reading the Bible together as a family. Uh, Prayer will go over different tips for prayer, and it'll also go over praying through the Bible again, but this time kind of more in a family setting. So the praying through Scripture that we learned like back in January, we're going to kind of revisit that? Yeah, from Don Whitney. Yeah, but this how to do it corporately, how to do it with other people. Right. Yeah. So it'll be kind of a bit of a refresher course, but really just uh, like helpful tips on how do you do this with more than one person. And there's some folks at Christ's Covenant that, that weren't here in January. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. It was one of the more, it was one of the, probably the most useful things I think we've done thus far, really. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> lastly, we'll also be doing Sing. And this one, we actually have a special writer, our own Matt Papa, who will be giving insight from his own experience. Special guest writer Matt Papa is going to be teaching us how to sing together as a family and the importance of singing in the home. Yep. That's going to be, that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I, all, my, all my group is like 25. Uh, but I, I told them last week, I said, look, guys, and they're all single too. Graham's got all the young people that, you know, got married. Yeah. I, I got all the young people that are still just like living the single dream. But uh, um, I told him last week, I was like, guys, you're going to really get a lot out of this. And uh, I think establishing these rhythms at an early age, I mean, Graham, I'll tell you, you know, it's it's a lot easier to have some sort of a devotional life or family worship life when it's just Tara who actually kind of understands the gospel and who like won't crawl over you or try to shoot you with something while you're reading the Bible to her. Then when you have like John Kellis and Rainer, uh, Amory, Anna actually like kind of sits there and listens. So she's the differences of attention spans though, between that, yeah. girls and boys <laughs> or between Tara and my children. Well, I'd say Tara and children. I, I'd almost <laughs> say like Emory Anna is almost at, she's closer to Tara's attention span than she is John Kellis's. I'll just say that. Well, yeah. There's a spread there. But John Kellis, he's coming along. You know, actually, John Kellis has had some pretty good insights lately. I think the Lord's working on him. And Rainer, too. Rainer, too. So, uh, anyway. It, um, well, guys, this has been a really, really helpful conversation. I'm super excited about this uh, series. But you know what it's time for, Ethan? Time for our tip. It's time for the tip of the month. It's time for the tip of the month. 
this is not really a tip. It's more of an announcement, Ethan. Okay. I just want you group leaders to be aware that on September 9th, September 9th, 2018, we're going to be having probably uh, the, the last Sunday of August, September 2nd, which is Labor Day weekend, and then September 9th. Those three weeks, we're going to be having a special emphasis on all of our groups, okay? We're going to talk about it in the service. We're going to be encouraging people to plug into groups. We're going to be launching maybe four or five new groups. Really exciting. Maybe even more than that. Uh, and so if you're a group leader, uh, we want you to be ready for that. Get, you know, get with uh, myself or Blake or Graham. Update your information. Update, um, you know, if there's any special announcements we need to get out about your group. Uh, if there's anything going to change about your group, uh, we really want to put a big push forward. We're going to be producing uh, kind of a new like groups brochure during that time. So we really need updated descriptions, informations, et cetera, et cetera. So please help us out with that. That's going to all go live on September 9, uh, but we're going to be talking about it a few weeks uh, before. So there's your tip of the month. Well, for Ethan Van Arnhem, last time, Ethan, thanks again. We love you, brother. And Jason Dees, this has been Covenant Equip. Thanks for listening.